You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. Good morning, church. It's so good to be with you this morning. Um, good morning, Tim. Um, you always know Tim's here. <laughs> um, if we haven't met before, um, my name's Bevan. Um, and I'm one of the pastors here at Gateway, and I'm excited to be able to come around the Word of God with you all this morning. Uh, So the the title of my message is, Where Does My Faith Come From? Um, And that's that's a question that I want us to ask ourselves this morning is, where does your faith come from? Why do you believe what you believe? You know, is it is it found in what you've read in the Bible, what, what you've heard from family and friends, the community around you? Is it maybe what videos you've seen on Facebook or YouTube? But the, my encouragement to you this morning is that God wants to build within us and deposit within us a real faith that only he can give to us. You know, when we, when we talk about faith, one of the most well-known verses in the Bible is from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. It says, Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Um, and let's just, we'll leave that on the screen for a moment as well, because, you know, this verse, it's not so much a definition of what faith is as much as it describes what faith does for us. And, you know, when in the past, when I've read this verse, I've always thought that it's a little bit cryptic. It's like a reverse cryptic crossword. Like it can be a bit hard to work out exactly what it's saying. But faith bridges the gap between our current situation and what we can see and the promises and hope for, that God has for each of us. When our situation is different to the hope that God has given to us, faith is what causes us to believe that we can see God's promises come to pass in our life. You know, and God can cause you to see things the way that he does. You know, faith is what causes us to lean into God to understand the things we don't yet understand or to see the things that we can't yet see by asking the Holy Spirit to give us understanding. You know, the definition of faith is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. And, you know, this, this, an example of this in our, in our everyday life might be that we trust that when the traffic light turns red, that the people going the other way are going to stop. And, you know, maybe when you do your driver's test, you're, you're taught you do a head check anyway. But we also trust that the sun will set when, when the day ends and the sun will rise again in the morning. But... All around us, where we're always presented with these unbelievable things as well. You know, crazy stories that we hear, crazy videos that we see online. You know, you might have seen a link on Facebook that's like the top 10 cutest photos of baby animals. And you won't believe how cute the seventh one is. Because they want you to not just click on it, but at least scroll through to the seventh one. I think there's, there's a couple of examples. Aren't they cute? (laughs) 
And you know, so have, have you ever had something happen to you that was just so crazy and so outrageous that nobody would believe you that it happened, like unless they were there? You know, example in, in my life is that we were on a family holiday one time and we were in Hall's Gap. Um, and all I remember of Hall's Gap is there's an ice cream shop and you climb up a lot of hills. And we were in our white EF Falcon station wagon. And what's important about this is that it had three hubcaps left. Now, I told this story at youth a few weeks ago and there were quite a few teenagers that didn't know what a hubcap was. Isn't that interesting? So we had three hubcaps and, you know, it was a, it was a bumpy gravel road and so we're driving, driving down the road and out the corner of my dad's eye, he sees a hubcap fly off the car. So I was like, all right, we better stop. We better stop so we can go look for the hubcap. So we'd, we'd spread out to have a look for it. And like 50 metres up the road, I hear my mum shout out, like, I've, I've found the hubcap. And I kid you not, at the exact same time, like leaning on a tree here is a hubcap. And so like, I've found a hubcap as well. So not only did we find two hubcaps when one had fallen off the car, but they matched. So sorry to whoever that person was that lost their hubcap, but we left that day with four. You know, so that, that story, it's probably pretty hard to believe because um, it's pretty outrageous. It's a, you had to be there moment um, or you might have heard the saying pictures or it didn't happen because it seems so incredibly outrageous that we want to see the evidence of it before we can believe that it's true. But with God, faith causes us to have a supernatural trust and a supernatural confidence that despite not necessarily being able to see that we can believe and have hope in God. And you know, this is where faith with God is different to our natural understanding of faith. You know, in learning to have faith in God, we, we learn to think differently. We learn to see things differently. And, you know, for some of us, this is a new journey, one we haven't been on before, but one that God gives us the grace and the support to learn and understand on the journey. So we're going to have a look at a quick story from the Bible that seems a little bit outrageous, a little bit hard to believe. So the Israelites, they've been given a promise by God that he will lead them into a place of great prosperity, the promised land that that he's prepared for them. But they find themselves in a place where the circumstances are very different. You know, they're, they're slaves to the Egyptian people. You know, that, that couldn't be any, any further away from what God had promised for them. And you know, the Israelites, they'd been looking for an answer, but they'd started to give up. You know, they'd started to lose morale. But there was, God had, God had placed someone called Moses with the Israelite people. You know, he'd already experienced God's provision in his life when as a child that his life was spared from a bad situation. So we, we see that Moses has a different state of mind. You know, he, he's, not, he's not prepared to settle for less than what God had promised for him. He had passion, but he also didn't understand the process 
of how God desired for him to proceed in the situation. So as part of this journey, Moses has to learn to learn how God wants him to proceed, to understand the building blocks of faith, how to have faith in God's promises and how to move forward. So we pick up the story in Exodus chapter 3 from verse 1. It says, Moses was shepherding the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. He led the flock to the west end of the wilderness and came to the mountain of God. The angel of God appeared to him in flames of fire blazing out of the middle of a bush. Now that's pretty, that's pretty outrageous. You know, Moses looked, the bush was blazing away, but it didn't burn up. That's even more outrageous. Moses said, what's going on here? I can't believe this. Amazing. Why doesn't the bush burn up? God saw that he had stopped to look. God called to him from out of the bush. Moses, Moses, he said, yes, I'm right here. You know, what an incredible moment in Moses's life. Like put yourself in Moses's shoes for a moment. You know, in that moment, Moses would have had zero doubt that God was real because he personally experienced it in that moment. You know, but put yourself in Moses's shoes trying to explain it to the people around him. You know, that's, that's impossible to explain what happened unless you were there. Moses had a greater understanding of the power of God because he'd experienced it for himself. And you know, this might be hard for us to believe as well. And today, you know, for all of us that are here, we, God wants to create a pathway for us to experience him for the first time or experience him afresh. Because it's one thing to, to hear about things and try to work them out, how things work and try to reason and understand, but it's another thing for us to experience God for ourselves, for the Holy Spirit to give us revelation, for the Holy Spirit to open our eyes to understand. So how can we, how can we do this? You know, it's the first building block. It's as simple as opening our hearts to God and saying, God, I want to experience you. God, I want to understand you. God, I want to know you more. Because the good news for each of us this morning is that God desires for each of us to experience relationship with him. You know, if this is something that's new for you to hear or something that's hard for you to understand, know this morning that God has positioned you in the right place at the right time because God desires to speak to each of us this morning. You know, in that, Scripture in Exodus for Moses, he needed something bold. He needed, you know, a physical sign. And I would say that a burning bush is pretty bold. Like that's, a pretty, that's a pretty bold sign. But for me, experiencing God in, in my life, at work in my life, it can be as simple as a comfort or a reassurance that I, I can't explain. It can be as simple as feeling the embrace of his presence with me as I go about my day you know that I I can't put to words that feeling because we can experience God in the 
in the big things like Moses or in the small things like my examples and, and know that they're both of equal significance. And you know, they can all be hard to explain. It can all be hard to comprehend. But when you experience it for yourself, there's no doubt. You know, in the context of this passage in Exodus, the Israelites had a need. You know, their need was to get to the promised land that God had set before them. But the need was so great that many of them had resigned themselves to the fact that it had never been met. They started to lose faith, to lose hope. You know, there are times that we can all find ourselves in this place. You know, maybe... For you, you're believing for breakthrough in your health. Maybe you're believing for breakthrough in, in your relationships, in a work situation, in, in your finances, or maybe you're seeking breakthrough in your relationship with God to overcome doubt. Know that faith and trust is a journey that we go on with God. Learning to understand that, that even in this space that God is faithful to us, that He loves us. You know, a loving Father that wants to provide us with understanding. He wants to give us the answers. Because it's through our relationship with God that our understanding of Him grows. You know, as we, as we grow in our relationship with God, so does our understanding and our faith in Him. And can I encourage you that God desires to make Himself known to each of us personally. He desires to make himself known to you this morning. Now, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19 says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. You know, in this scripture, Paul's encouraging the church in Ephesus and us this morning that the same power that raised Jesus is available to us through our relationship with God. The same power that caused the burning bush to be before Moses is available to us this morning. You know, that might be hard to comprehend, but it's through our relationship with God and through the Holy Spirit bringing understanding to us that we can experience that. Because God can't be understood through a natural Lens. He can't be understood through our natural mind. You know, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 19 says, May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to fully understand. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes through God. You know, may you experience the love of Christ. You know, God, relationship with God is for you to experience personally. Now, how do we experience the love of God? It can be through those moments, like I said, of comfort, of reassurance, of, of a supernatural understanding, but it can be through our relationships with each other, through a supernatural generosity toward each other. It can be when we're encouraged by the teaching of the Word, when we're encouraged by other believers. You know, for, for me personally, you know, when, when I read the Bible, it's more than just words on a page. You know, when, when God brings about a supernatural understanding when I'm reading the Word, 
You know, in that moment, it's like a download of God's heart to mine. You know, it's more than just an understanding in my head, but it brings a supernatural understanding. You know, because our relationship with God and growing in that builds faith. You know, my faith is at its greatest when I'm putting time into my relationship with God. You know, that, that story I told before about the hubcaps, you know, it's a bit crazy. And, you know, if you don't know me, you probably don't believe me. You, some, see, some people do. Some of you probably don't. And that's fine because it, it, that lines up with what I'm about to say. Um, so if somebody who you, you don't know at all tells a crazy story, you're unlikely to believe them. But if you're close with someone and you've built relationship with them, you understand them, you trust them, you know they have integrity, you're more likely to understand that story. You know, if you didn't, don't know me, then you, you probably couldn't put faith in that story. But my good friend, Tim, he believes me from the bottom of his heart. But my faith in God is at its greatest when I'm putting time into my relationship with Him. Because when we build our relationship with God, we learn to understand His character. We learn to understand that He's faithful, that He's good, that He's trustworthy. You know, it takes it from a truth that we read in the Bible to something we understand for ourselves. So this moment for Moses of the the burning bush, it created a foundation for his purpose to be revealed. You know, in Exodus chapter 3, verse 7, it says, Then the Lord told him, I've certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. Now go, for I'm sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people, Israel, out of Egypt. You know, we see here that there's, there's already a foundation of relationship. Moses has started to gain a greater understanding of who God is and what God can do. God has demonstrated His power in Moses' life time and time again. And Moses has began to grow in faith to see greater things. And you know, it set the foundation for what God had prepared for Moses. And you know, for us, through our past experiences like, like Moses, maybe you've experienced the faithfulness of God in your life before. But maybe in your current situation, some obstacles seem to be in the way. And maybe it's caused you to start to have some feelings of doubt. You know, can I encourage you that in, in this space not to become discouraged? Because this is a great indicator for us that there's room for growth. There's room for growth in our relationship with God. And there's room for God to reveal truth to us because doubt is natural. You know, there's no shame in it. Doubt's natural, doubt's normal. You know, we see in Exodus chapter four, this is after Moses has like seen God's power revealed to him by way of burning bush. He says, but Moses protested again. What if they won't believe me or listen to me? What if they say the Lord never appeared to you? Then the Lord asked him, what is that in your hand? A shepherd's staff, Moses replied. Throw it down on the ground, the Lord told him. So Moses threw down the staff and it turned into a snake. Moses jumped back. Then the Lord told him, reach out and grab its tail. 
So Moses reached out and grabbed it and it turned back into a shepherd's staff in his hand. You know, Moses was doubting. He wasn't sure. But what did he do with the doubt? He chose to take the doubt to God. You know, doubt is natural, but we can choose what we do with our doubts. We can take our doubts to God. You know, Moses took his doubts to God and God spoke to him again. God continued to build relationship with Moses. Because our faith is built through our relationship with God and staying in the conversation with God. Now, can I encourage you that God didn't look down on Moses because of his unbelief? You know, if you're struggling with doubt, know that God doesn't look down on you because of it. He wants to bring you understanding. You know, these conversations that Moses had with God, they grew their relationship. And it was a a closer relationship that was brought out of a vulnerability, out of an honesty. Moses saying, God, I'm not sure about this. God, help me to understand. Now, because God already knows your heart. You know, in Psalm 139, it says, Oh Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up, you know my thoughts even when I'm far away. Do you know that God already knows when, when we're doubting? He already knows when, when we're feeling discouraged, but when we take it to him, it allows him to journey us through it. It allows him to breathe upon our doubt and bring about understanding. You know, in the story, I, my hubcap story, I love my hubcap story. You know, I shared it at, at youth a couple a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, to be honest, the, the story, it, it was so crazy that I, I, for myself, like I had to double check it was real. So I was like, I called on my mum. I'm like, mum, did it actually happen? Um, and she verified. And, you know, I trust my mum. So, you know, I had to double check that it actually happened. So, you know, in that situation, you know, although it was something that I'd experienced, but some time had passed and I was starting to second guess it. I was starting to second guess that thing that I experienced. So I went back to the source, my mum, who was there. And she brought back a confidence in me that what I experienced was real. You know, don't allow doubt to bring into question what you've experienced, but, but allow it to propel you forward to seeking truth. Choose to take those thoughts to God. You know, in in John chapter 20, we see example of a doubt with one of the disciples that says, one of the 12 disciples, Thomas, was not with the others when Jesus came. They told him, we have seen the Lord, but he replied, I won't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hands. Eight days later, the disciples were together again, and this time Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but suddenly as before, Jesus was standing among them. Peace be with you, he said. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound in my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. My Lord and my God, Thomas exclaimed. Then Jesus told him, you believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. 
You know, Thomas didn't take the disciples' word from it, for it. He felt that he had to experience it for himself. And you know, this can be true for us. And can I encourage you that this is something that we ought to do, is to take our doubts to God, to experience them for ourselves. You know, taking our doubts to the source of truth. Because when, when Thomas, with his doubts, you know, they were replaced with an even greater level of faith because he saw the power of Jesus in front of him. And, you know, we can ask God for an increase in faith in the conversation with him. You know, Luke chapter 17 verse 5 says, The apostles said to the Lord, show us how to increase our faith. Now, this comes from our heart, opening our hearts to God and saying, God, I want you to teach me. I want you to bring understanding to me. Now, because our relationship with God builds our understanding of who he is. Luke chapter 9, verse 18. says, one day Jesus left the crowds to pray alone. Only his disciples were with him and he asked them, who do people say I am? Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say you are one of the other ancient prophets risen from the dead. Then he asked them, but who do you say I am? Peter replied, you are the Messiah sent from God. Now who do you say that God is? You know, when we reply to that question, do we respond to it by repeating what other people have said? You know, like the disciples here, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah. You know, it's, is, it, is it what YouTube tells us, what Facebook tells us, what, what my friends tell me, what the world tells me, or is it what I, who I say God is, who I've experienced of who God is? And because where does my faith come from? And you know, there was, a, there was a moment in my life where I had to make this decision for myself. And you know, I, I wasn't very old yet. I was still in my teenage years, but I remember being in a meeting and the person speaking, it was, it was a, a message spoken to pastor's kids and it stuck with me ever since. It was, you know, are you going to just rely on your parents' faith? Are you just going to do all of this because it's what your parents do or are you going to make your faith your own? And, you know, it was in that moment that I made a decision that I'm going to make my faith my own, that I'm going to lean in to understand God for myself. You know, not just based on what my parents have told me, what my experience in church has told me, but learn who God is for myself. Because can I encourage you that you can seek God for yourself? You know, He desires relationship with us. Now, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. 
I will be found by you. You know, if you've never experienced relationship with God, He desires to make Himself known to you. You know, he said, in that verse, it says, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. You know, it's not if you look for, whole, for me wholeheartedly, maybe you'll find me. It's, it says, you will find me. Because God desires to make Himself known to you. you know, James chapter 4, verse 8 says, draw near to God and He will draw near to you. Late last year, I found myself in a place where, to be honest, unbeknownst to myself, I, I wasn't very happy with my work situation. You know, I, I, I'd got into just a bad routine in a rut with, with my own small business that I was running. And, you know, God provided an opportunity to move in that situation. You know, I'd resigned myself to the idea that nothing could change. But God had other plans. You know, that through the conversation with Him, I saw Him move in that situation. You know, I didn't even believe that there was an alternative. But God took my doubt away. You know, not by way of burning bush but by gently providing an open door for me. One that, to be honest, I wasn't prepared to leap through because the doubt kept me where I was. But as I allowed God to process me, as I allowed Him to bring me understanding that this open door was from Him, you know, it's allowed me to utilize my giftings more to serve Him. It's caused me to be inspired you know, it, it, those doubts have been replaced with a confidence. You know, I opened my heart to him and he spoke to me in that situation. Provided a supernatural confidence, a supernatural assurance that the path was the correct path. You know, God desires to do the same for each of us. You know, regardless of where you find yourself this morning, God can cause faith to rise within us as we look to Him. He can make Himself known to us afresh. Because God desires for you to know Him. And if you already know Him, God desires for you to know Him more, to gain a greater understanding of who He is. You know, regardless of where you're at on your journey, if you've known Him for a long, long time, maybe you've known Him longer than I've been alive. Maybe you're currently walking through a season of challenge and you're looking for answers, you're looking for understanding. Maybe you're walking through a season of doubt and you're looking for confidence and assurance. For each of us this morning, God is drawing us to meet Him again. Because I believe that God wants to speak to each of us this morning. You know, in a moment, uh, we're going to, listen to a song and we're going to receive this morning. And, you know, my prayer for each of us this morning is that we would open our hearts to God. You know, if anything I've said this morning has spoken to you, spoken to your heart, can I just encourage you to just to open your heart and say, God, I want to experience you again. God, I want 
to gain a greater understanding of you. I just want to share this prayer from Ephesians 3, just before we receive it says, I ask him to strengthen you by his spirit, not a brute strength, but a glorious inner strength that Christ will live in you as you open the door and invite him in. I ask him that with both feet planted firmly on love, you'll be able to take in with all followers of Jesus the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. Reach out and experience the breadth. Test its its length. Plumb the depths, rise to the heights. Live full lives, full in the fullness of God. So this song is going to play and can I encourage you to open your heart? You know, you can close your eyes, you can raise your hands. Whatever you need to do to position yourself before Him that He would speak to us, that He would bring understanding, that He would build faith in us through our week. And you know, this morning, if, if you would say that you don't have relationship with God, but, you know, as we've been worshipping, as I've been speaking this morning, that you felt that God is drawing you to Himself. If you've never experienced God before, but you would like to, if you would like God to be a part of your life, you know, know that God sent Jesus to earth for each of us to take our place on the cross so that we could have a way to enter into relationship with God. That regardless of what we've done regardless of our unbelief that He loved each of us so much that He made a way for you. And you know, this morning, if, if you want to make a decision to start your relationship with God, know that it's as simple as opening your heart to believe. It's as simple as saying a prayer, you know, Romans chapter 10, verse 9 says, If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. You know, the start of this amazing journey with God begins with just opening our hearts, saying a prayer, and asking him to be a part of our lives. So, in a moment, we're going to pray. A prayer all together. We're gonna we're gonna stand together and believe. But if this morning, if God's been speaking to you, if God's been drawing him to you, and you would say to me that you wanna start that relationship with Jesus, I just want you to raise your hand right now, just as a first step of faith to say, God, I. I want to know you. Now what we're going to do is we're going to pray this prayer all together in faith and I'm just going to get you to repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. 
I declare with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and I believe in my heart that God raised Him from the dead. From this day forward, I choose to do life with you. Amen. We pray that that message was a blessing to you. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, first of all, congratulations. We think that that is incredible. And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.